0: This week, we have the all-new video version of the podcast. We discuss Borderlands 3 and the end of Pass. I'm Jason. I'm Mitch.
1: I'm Tim. Let's go. So I heard that Borderlands 3 fucking sucks. Is that like a thing?
0: Uh, so I rented it on Redbox and uh, for PS4, and I wouldn't say the game itself is bad, but it's not great or really good. Uh, it's got a lot of performance problems, at least on console. I've heard it has a lot of performance problems on PC. I can't attest to that. Cause I only played the console version. Um, my issue with it is, and a lot of people apparently think this is not a problem. But it's basically Borderlands 2.5 to me. It doesn't iterate enough on the game. It's like someone like brought this up and like, well, you like Dark Souls, right? Like the Dark Souls games don't iterate too much. And, I'm, and a lot of people don't know is I actually don't like Dark Souls 3 at all because it doesn't iterate enough. Whereas like Bloodborne, on the other hand, does a ton of new shit. So yep. I, I have I'll go back and replay Bloodborne. I I just can't bring myself to play replay Dark Souls three just because it's just not different enough. And I can see the same thing happening for me with Borderlands three. And I, I, just for the sake of review, uh, I played the whole game. Uh, I didn't do True Vault Hunter mode, but I did do up to Mayhem three, which is like a new kind of like Diablo s torment setting. Um. I did multiplayer. I did the proving grounds and the circle of slaughter, which is currently the end game portion of the game. So the proving grounds are like six dungeons, I guess you could say, but they're not really dungeons. They're just they're just like waves of fights that make you move up towards and you fight a boss. That's it. So it's not it's not like a Destiny two dungeon at all. It's not that involved. You
1: did that. He did that all just off of a red box rental. Yeah. Can how many, how many beat- days did you keep it for? Three, like three days. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's yeah, good well, so right everybody
0: there. online said you had to rush the storyline because of how they set the end game up. So basically, all the side quests—if you once you unlock the game—so I'm not going to spoil the plot, but I will spoil mechanics. So if you don't want mechanics spoiled, it's your thing. Big deal. Like, um, so once you beat the game, you unlock this mode called Mayhem. And it has three levels, one through three. And it's a lot like the Torment level in Diablo 3. So um, basically, it increases XP, drop rate, um, enemy health, and stuff like that. And then it also has an affix, kind of like how both Diablo and WoW Mythic Plus dungeons have. And it changes either daily or weekly, I can't remember. Uh, So once you enable Mayhem mode, all the quests in the game sync to your level. So basically everybody online was like, hey, don't fuck around with side quests, rush the main storyline, then go back and do them once you unlock mayhem because the rewards will sink to your level. So it actually oh, gives okay. you a
1: reason to I do mean, the side quests. Yeah. Later. It actually is kind of cool because it gives you a reason to just go through the main storyline and then and then and then actually do the side quests and then actually do the side quests afterwards with with reasonable rewards like That's not, that doesn't sound, that sounds like pretty unique compared to other games, no? Yeah.
0: So that is a good, I'm not complaining about that feature. I think, I think mechanically they did a good job, but it's more Borderlands with some things tacked on from other games, basically.
1: Does it kind of feel like, it sounds like it's more of like an expansion on Borderlands 2. An expansion with better graphics. I played Zane, the, uh,
0: the operator. Uh, I thought he looked cool. I kind of found him really boring. And then I went back and played the, uh, the commando, the one with the robot. Um, kind of found her boring too, compared to other classes from other games. So I know they said like, they aren't going to be doing like DLC vault hunters. They're just going to iterate upon these ones. So I'm kind of wondering if they're doing some sort of live service model and they're just going to keep getting better over time. But one thing that kind of made me mad is um, I was going to I was going to see if like the first patch was a performance patch and it wasn't. It was a balance patch.
1: So oh, performance that's still in it. Like yeah. the only thing the only thing that I've read about this game is the performance issues. Yeah, it's really, not good. That's actually like really surprising because like even, you know, Fallout 76 had all sorts of problems, but. Literally, the first big patch they have was like this massive performance patch that fixed like yeah most all the problems,
0: yeah, so um a couple of my complaints, so like the the here's the good stuff the all the guns are super cool, like they're the coolest they've ever been. If that's your thing, you're gonna love it. um, I feel like the variety in terms of your spec is better, so like now all of the classes are more cohesive, they're not very different from each other. That could be a plus or a negative. I think that's kind of a negative. I kind of want each class to feel very different, but each class is so versatile that they all kind of blend the same, except for some key differences on some, like, of their action abilities. Um, so that could be a plus or minus. Um, it seems to be very end game focused so if you're worried about this being an Anthem, don't. They already, they got, they thought, 10 years ahead of that, and they already have a DLC model. I mean, it, the season pass is, like, 60 bucks. It's pretty expensive. I looked it up. It was like fifty nine ninety nine or forty nine ninety nine. I forgot. It's in that range. It's pretty expensive. So they they got plans for. So it's this. like the game plus another game to get yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah, totally.
2: Yeah. Um, and the graphics are good. Here's what I don't like: the story is ass. Like
0: I know this game is a game that's not taken seriously. I didn't laugh once. Like <laughs> I have. D- there are time ty- there are there are some funny ass moments in Borderlands 2 that will always get me to laugh. And I didn't laugh fucking once in this at all. Huh. Uh, it was just
1: dumb. Most like, of it. The villains were dumb. Were but- they trying to do the humor though? Yeah. Oh yeah. They just did They tried. Land. No.
0: mm But the villains were dumb. Like they had some. Like I won't say of the characters, but they brought in some pretty big celebrity stand-ins which I think they were trying to go for the wow factor because in the past Borderlands games have been really just voiced by like gearbox employees and some randos you'd never heard of. And now they brought in some standalone, they stand in uh, celebrities. One of them is Penn and Teller and the other
1: one is ice, ice cube. Oh, which wow. I'm like, yeah. So I think they were going for that kind of wow factor. I saw that, that YouTube guy that we all like with voice. One of the
2: characters. Which one? Oh, oh yeah.
1: Well, he he's one of the main characters. Yeah. Uh, Sung Won Cho.
0: I think his name is, he's uh pro ZD. Oh yeah. Pro yeah. yeah. Um, the music wasn't bad, but it wasn't great either. There's not one catchy track that stuck in my head. Like there was in Borderlands one and two. Um, I hated the villains. I'm going to say it again. I freaking hate the villains. I hate one of the new heroes even more. Not like the playable heroes. Like one of the heroes that accompanies a new journey. I like, there's this annoying-ass kid character, basically. And she has every annoying shonen trope from every annoying anime you can think of. I hate it. Um, Maybe the kids like it. I don't know. I don't like it. Maybe the kids these days like that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But um, if they don't get, like... If they don't have like, here's the thing like, I, the the end game's there and stuff like that, and so that's gonna satisfy that crowd. But like, I didn't want to do a second playthrough in True Vault Hunter mode because I didn't care about the game that much,
1: and that's a problem. Yeah, like, because isn't it like the the biggest thing about those games are like playing the co op with your friends and stuff like and stuff like that, right? Like, if yeah, and like, you can do
0: that isn't with the fun. But I'm only going to do that with Proving Grounds and Circle of Slaughter, which are all both uh, matched experiences. Yeah. So they're they're kind of instances in their own right. Whereas, like, if you're going to play through the campaign again, I just can't be bothered to care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. I apparently sold a, a boatload of copies, like five million across all platforms. Good for them. But I don't know if it will have the same staying power as Borderlands 2. Like, I feel like it might have a huge uptick, but I don't think it's going to keep climbing unless they do something crazy with their DLCs.
1: I mean, for 60 bucks, sounds like they gave themselves a little bit of runway to play. Yeah. So I
0: paid five, five or six, but like, I couldn't recommend it to anybody who wants any kind of innovation in their video games. Like, I couldn't personally. It's more of the same. And it's like, I've been playing that game on and off for a long time. And it's like, okay, cool. Something news out. It's going to, it's going to reinvigorate and it's going to have new features and new systems. And they're there, but they're not really.
1: Hmm. So it's kind of a disappointment. Yeah. So I wonder when they go through and they come out and say, you know, we've sold so many copies like this one, they've like, we've sold 5 million copies and blah, blah, blah. Does that include, uh, refunds? I, I, I think it, I doubt it, because it's probably just units shipped to retailers.
2: Hmm. Oh, that'd be interesting. That's probably what
0: it
1: is. We sold 5 million copies. 2 million were refunded. Yeah, well, I mean, because, you know, if everyone is upset about it and whatnot, I mean, it's harder to return an opened copy of your game. Like, I don't know what Best Buy's return policy is if you go buy a video game and then open it. And then, like, try to return the disk, I'm pretty sure you can't if it's opened, but like with the epic store and and whatnot, you could get a refund of your game, and so I'm curious how they take that into account,
0: and apparently, you could still keep playing it,
1: yeah, I wonder how fast i I heard about that what did the guy do? so he hated the game, he refunded it, uninstalled it, and then he play exe file was still on his computer and he could still launch the game and play it. Correct. I mean like I'm sure they've patched that at least by now. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like it
0: had to it probably have to come on the Epic side of things, not on the on the game. So like the launcher itself isn't doing what it's supposed to do.
1: Well, and they already had Epic had to get the Borderlands devs to come and help them build out their system. To support for pre for
2: pre-launching yeah. so i i somehow doubt that that's fixed no well sounds
1: like we can get some free borderlands 3 on the epic game store sounds like you can get a bunch of free games on the epic game store yeah i wonder if that is only a problem with that game i don't know
0: i thought i think i've heard it i think i've heard of that happening before but like Like, I think it said in an earlier episode, like, that's why they trashed their entire roadmap, is, like, they can't keep up with it. Like, they still don't have a fucking cart, and it's October. Or, I mean, September, my bad. Getting close to October. So, they're like, yeah, we're not going to have this roadmap anymore, because we
2: can't, we're not going to be able to do it. It Makes me curious what they're going to actually go through and try to do now. Yeah. Totally. But Probably um, not a shopping cart. You don't need that. Yeah.
0: But there's no raid bosses in the game yet. They're just normal-ass bosses, and so basically you farm, like, the normal bosses, and then you can farm the Proving Ground bosses, and then that's about it. So there's no... Like, in the other game, I think, I'm pretty sure Borderlands 2 launched with Terramorphous from the beginning and then added more as they go. So there clearly will be raid bosses. Um, I think they're pretty important, though, to
1: have just to, so as an thing. Is it is it going to... You think it's gonna hold up to when Borderlands relaunches in like later this month? You mean Destiny, or sorry, Destiny,
0: Destiny two? Well, I, I, I don't know. It depends on what Destiny has up their sleeve, and if they get their performance issues ironed out, and if they can still manage to keep people's attention. So, you got that? Got that? new Apparently, DLC. they got some big halloween event coming out and it's supposed to be a dlc size worth of stuff for free so that's pretty cool but i don't know if it's gonna be one of those events that you can only do at a certain you know period of time like on overwatch you know what i'm saying when they do those one-time events or whatever and the i last mean it probably like two will weeks.
1: Be, yeah but you get to play it on steam oh for destiny yep
0: well yeah so that could be like oh we got our looter shooter over here versus epic's looter shooter like yeah I don't know. I honestly, I, I, I could actually see Gearbox staying on Epics out of Spike. Like not even putting it on Steam, saying they will, but won't do it anyway. it will just stay.
1: It'll be, if they do though, it'll be kind of nice that uh, there's, you know, so much time between now and what are they saying? April for the release that they could have a lot of stuff fixed and more content out and whatnot. Cause it, it's going to kind of suck if you release like a Halloween event that's time gated and you can only get whatever it is on Halloween and then, but you have a time gated release. So you're not even selling your product on steam until April. And so by the time you sell it, you're
2: already past the time of this like event thing. And it's like, Oh, well you should have bought it on Epic. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. I, I'm,
0: it's hard for me to say this because I'm pretty much disappointed with the game, but that doesn't mean by me being disappointed that you wouldn't have fun with it. Like it's not a bad game. It's just, it's not, if it were like its own game, it'd be fine. But because it's pretty much all the same, it's like if wow two came out and it was the exact same gameplay mechanics with just a nice coat of paint. That would piss me off. I wouldn't want to play it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, but like, so you're saying if someone's like, never played a Borderlands game before. It'd be fine. It's not a bad game. They'd probably like the game.
0: Yeah, like even if even if we all had the game, we'd have fun. But like the other things are just not good. Would we? (laughs) Because
1: my friend Jason just told me the story is shit. Would we still have fun?
0: The story is in Borderlands has never really been too serious. Like there is a serious coat of paint underneath all the humor like there's mm-hmm. some horrifying stuff that's happening in the lore like there's people who do all these videos on this stuff and talk about it and I mean there's some deep lore there but it's mostly humor it's humor through it's absurdist humor whereas this one it was just like I don't know man I can I can't really explain it like I'm care I have a friend who's also really into this I'm I'm waiting for him to play the game cuz I think he's going to have the same reaction as me but and I've seen other people online like just be like this is a great game's garbage storyline, like garbage.
2: Hmm.
1: So <laughs> that's too bad. I mean, I don't know if I've ever played a Borderlands game for the story, outside of I mean, Borderlands Two had some good DLC story, right? Like the like the fun event, like the Tina's whatever.
2: Yeah, that's a right? good one.
1: The um, bunkers and busters. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And like, I don't know, the main story in, in Borderlands one and two were okay, but I I played them so long ago, I you know, I, I don't really remember them other than Jack's an asshole and you know, we gotta kill him at the end. But He's also hilarious. He is so hilarious. True. And and that's I think I, that's I don't know. If if it's there's I, not that humor, man, like I kinda like that humor. Well,
0: yeah, I think so. Here's the thing. With handsome Jack, they had lightning in a bottle. That's the problem. And I think I think the story would have been better if he didn't exist. Because these villains are overshadowed by him by a lot. Mm. So like yeah. I he, here's the thing. There are very few series in this world where the second game is the considered the best in the series. There's Sukhodon 2, there's Mass Effect 2, Borderlands 2, um, probably a ton of others. And I still think that will hold true to this day. When everyone look, looks back and goes, what was the best Borderlands game? It's going to be Borderlands 2. Always.
1: So. Well, I think if anything, yeah. I might red box it. I feel like that's a good way to check it yeah, out. Yeah,
2: it's a good rent. It really is. How it's a How long was the story for you to do the campaign? Um...
0: I'd probably say ten hours and I, I did it a little more because I was going it through it slowly on single player until I read on Reddit to like just basically say fuck it and run through it. So I was just joining other people's games or having them join my game just to speed demon it so I could get to the end. Okay. And then it was oh. a really honestly, it was a good idea because like then you could go back and do the side quests. The XP is now synced to your level and the rewards are. So you could even save to level fifty because some some of the rewards are legendaries hmm. from these quests. Hmm. so if you're 50 you get a level 50 legendary and then they have a chance to proc um a anointed skill like that's one of the new things so you're playing the game just beeline the main storyline then come back and do all this stuff how long to beat says 20 hours for the main story I, i doubt i i think if you beeline the story i think that's including all the other stuff i say you it's about 10
1: hours i've noticed that yeah uh how long to beats average is usually pretty spot on for me because I'm bad, and it's a pretty, it's like an average of bad players. I don't, I don't, I guess. If you die a lot and you're not good at a game, then it'll take, take you, take you longer. longer. That's true.
0: Well, that's why you you join other people's games and let them do the work for you.
1: Yeah, mooch off others. You do that too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you got min max the game. Got it. That makes sense.
0: Well, yeah, man, like uh, it's not a bad game. It's not a great game. I don't think it'll be remembered as much as two uh, unless the DLC is really good. And if the DLC is really good, then it'll be one of the all time greats. But in, in, with this day of live service video games, we won't know for
1: what two years, maybe? Yeah, right. You know, so you know what would make me buy
2: the game if they released it for the Switch? You know, a lot of people are doing that. I know.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what sucks too about this? If you were like a Steam user waiting, normally, like if a game came out on console first, for example, and then came out on PC a year later, you got all the DLC. Yeah. Well, the game's coming out in six months. You're not going to get a different deal.
2: No,
1: yeah. it would piss off like, everybody that bought it six months prior, previous. Bleh bleh, previously. Yeah. Like, oh,
0: this Borderlands 3, the Steam version, comes with the first DLC for free. And that's not going to fucking happen.
1: Yeah. No, like, might be a little bit on discount though. Yeah, but with if the you, DLC I mean, being full price. Yeah, we'll see. I, I, I'm curious
0: if they'll even do it. I bet you they'll come out with some bullshit and be like, "No, nah, we're really good with Epic, you know." <laughs> Fuck them.
1: Um. <laughs> we spent all this time, uh, you know, helping build Epic Store. Uh, we signed another six months exclusivity deal, but don't worry when it comes out on Steam. It, you know, you'll be able to like like play it on Steam like in another year. Also, Borderlands 4. <laughs> yeah. Like, I signed yeah, so a contract me. with Borderlands 4 with Epic. So we're not going to do anything with Borderlands. 3 but anymore. when Borderlands 4 comes out in five years, we'll release Borderlands 3 on Steam.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. See? Well, it'll be interesting dynamic, at least for the next six months. It'll be like Fortnite versus PUBG, because PUBG is only on Steam, right? As far as yeah, I think understand. so, yeah. yeah. And Fortnite obviously eclipses that, but then it'll be Borderlands versus Destiny 2. And honestly, like, there are two different games for one. Like, Destiny is more like, wow. Whereas Borderlands is more like Diablo, even though they're both like looter shooters. So, I wonder who has the bigger yeah. audience.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, the Destiny, the Destiny 2 devs, like, they're, they've are they decided they're now embracing the idea that their game is a MMO. Yeah. So, I'll, I'm curious what kind of changes in the, some of the concepts they do, how that'll work. Yeah,
0: totally. Every, everybody transfer your stuff.
1: Yeah, if Which, you haven't, you, you don't got, have very much time. You, you will got lose like a your week. account
0: forever. You got like a week as of when this recording goes live.
1: Go to Bungie's website and just. Follow the prompts, yeah, and then that way you can play on Stadia, in like November in a month, yeah, Ugh.
2: yeah. Stadia. I thought, I thought that was going to come out the same
0: time
1: as Shadowkeep's launch or whatever. Uh, it's interesting. No, well, yeah, I don't know. I thought that maybe that was. I don't know if that was ever the plan because Shadowkeep was supposed to launch in September and then it got pushed back to October,
2: but Stadia's website. I think always said November. Crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the first the first big game of our
0: fall gaming season for me was a disappointment. So uh, it doesn't mean it's an endorsement not to get it. It's just, I think your mileage will vary. Some people, I think it'll be 50-50. I feel like the hardcore border fan, Lord, Borderlands fans will love it. And then anybody who's not a Psycho fan will just play it and go, oh, that was all right, and then move on to something else.
1: I mean, I'm not going to lie. That's the closest thing I've heard to a glowing endorsement from Jason ever. Well, because mechanically it's not bad. It's just not doing anything different, that's all. So out of 10 Jasons, how many Jasons is Uh, Borderlands 3? Six out of 10. Six out of 10.
2: Okay.
0: I mean, that's not bad. Yeah, it's not a bad, like I said, it's not a bad video game, but it's not going to be, I don't think it, in its current state, I don't think it's going to be as memorable as the second game, and I don't think it's going to have the explosion as the second game did, like, because Borderlands 2 just kept climbing and climbing and climbing and climbing and climbing, and then as it re-released on PS4 and Xbox One, kept climbing and climbing and climbing. I don't know, like, I know they had a huge sales surge, but yet that's coming from, you know their existing player base. I don't know if they're going to be able to retain that kind of people. So I'm curious,
1: five years' time, if it's going to have the same numbers as two. Is five million a lot? Like, I don't feel like five million copies sold is a lot. Well. I mean, what Diablo sold 30 million copies in the first week or some some shit, right? Is it? Like I mean, five million is a lot. It is... But but Diablo uh, like okay multiple factors of a thousand. If if Diablo you said thirty million, I think so. Yeah, hold on. Apparently, Diablo. Borderlands
0: two sold over thirteen million copies, but I think that's when they stop recording. It. I'm pretty sure it's
1: way over that. So I want to know. I want to know stats of like different games, especially if you're. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it, it really. It probably. Depend. It depends a lot on the type of game, on whether or not it's good, right? Yeah, but I would also expect or not that number is. Good. I would expect this type of game because it's releasing on multiple platforms. Like I, if 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 you're pulling out the Diablo specs, and if thirty million is right for like the first week or so, that is like a yeah, mag- it's total. That's total. Yeah, it's that was, that was total bullshit. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I I just I was just saying words. Uh, They sold 30 million copies worldwide by August, and it was released in. Uh, it was released in a March. Oh, yeah. So in the first week, it sold 6.3 million copies. Okay. So, okay. So even then, right? Like they it, it sold 1.3 million copies more than Borderlands did, and yep. it was only for PC. Yeah, and they're across all three platforms. They only sold 5 million copies. Right. Well, Bo- Borderlands 2 is on, on all consoles. Is that what you're saying? No, Borderlands 3. Borderlands 3 is saying that they've sold 5 million copies across all across platforms, all platforms yeah. right? And that is that is one 1.3 million copies less than Diablo that released on one platform, right? Right. And I, I don't... I mean, I don't know what the fan base is. I mean, obviously, I, that tells me that Diablo has a bigger fan base than what Borderlands yeah. has. I don't know. I I guess I just don't see five yeah. million as something to like sit there and gloat about. That seems really low. I and mean,
0: and it's it's probably shipped units too. So that's not going to be. I uh, they always do this deception thing where they say. Five minutes, you sold, but what they meant was shipped to retailers. It doesn't mean that's what the the selling rate was.
1: Even that seems low. Oh, that's a good point. So the only thing they that can means really the retailers count. bought pallets right. of that many, right?
0: And I don't think they apply that same logic to digital goods as they do as physical. So like,
1: we that also forget they can, right? people
0: still buy physical media. Yeah. Hmm. So, I don't know. I what pisses me off about the whole epic debate too is Epic's always like, oh, this game sold really well. But they never released numbers. Ever.
1: Yeah, so what is is really well? What does that mean?
0: Yeah. And it's like, dude, like, at least boast about it. Right. (laughs) Like, if your exclusivity thing is working, then let's see the raw data. And another thing that pisses me off, too, apparently it got leaked or something that the they paid 10 million dollars for this game called Control for exclusivity. Yep. It's a lot of fucking money.
1: Well, okay. So, I actually think the structure of their deals is really interesting and, you know, this is a little bit conjecture because they they don't really release the details, but one of the previous developers who made an exclusivity deal with them did uh did like kind of give some details, so Essentially their deals are structured like a loan. It's, you know, you you agree to have your game exclusively on our platform. In exchange, we're gonna give you ten million dollars, we'll say. But until their game makes ten million dollars back, that developer gets not another dime of money.
0: Really? So you know what yeah. that sound that's you know what's similar? That's similar to the music industry. So yeah, let's say we made the TMJ band, right? and we get we get signed to a label. They give us a 150k to make an album. Yeah. Once the album releases, we don't see a dime until that 150k for the album is yep. paid back.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, so it's it's sort of interesting to me, especially if the structure for Borderlands 3 is like that, cuz I I mean, I've seen these big corporations, they're always about like, you know, your profit now, like if they got this big cash infusion, like, how interested are they? Like, you know, obviously they're making more DLC because they think they can continue to make money off of that. But if there's no additional cash flowing in, like, how much how much extra effort are they going to put towards some of these things?
0: Well, do you think the big, big publishers, like 2K, are even getting it, exclusivity money? Or are they just doing it out of lower revenue share? Or, I mean, higher revenue share? Mm-hmm. I
1: gotta they say they're to get some I would think I think there's a pretty high odd, you know, with a game as big as, as borderlands three, like there, I think there's a pretty high probability that their deal is not anywhere the same as what you, as what like an indie developer would get. Right. Um, Like maybe, maybe it's, I bet it's structured similar, but it's probably more like, you know, we will take a, a royalty off of everything until it gets to a certain, like it's a little bit different. Yeah. Well, you know what's
0: it's so funny is – and this is in my personal life. I've met people who bought Borderlands 3 and Epic, and without even in, in, in putting my opinion in, they'd be like, yeah, man, its, it's it, I love the game, but man, that store sucks. And then I would, I'd i chip in and be like, why did you buy it? And they're like, well, I love my video games. And I'm like – Right. You have horrible you're,
1: self-control.
0: You're sending a message that that's okay. Like, yeah. Like <laughs> – I still uh, think it's funny, too, that all the people who are having performances you on PC use the Steam forums for troubleshooting
1: for Borderlands 2. Yeah, man, because they're the best oh, gaming for forums sakes. that's out there. Yeah. That has to be just so frustrating for Valve. Yeah.
2: Like Get off our fucking forums. Yeah. <laughs> Game's not even here. <laughs> hmm. So, um...
0: I've seen worse launches for video games, though. It's not that yeah. bad, but like I said, it's just kind of a mediocre game for me, so. All right. <sighs> Another uh, mediocre thing, something we've talked about in the past.
1: Wait, 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 wait. Mediocre thing? A dumpster yeah. fire? I have to do this, okay. this segue really quick. Since it's still about games, did you see, did you see Anthem's latest thing? This is going to be an episode where we bag on a bunch of bad things. You see Anthem's? Okay. No, tell me about it. They... Uh, so they've had this huge, they had the huge roadmap about how they're going to make the game better and shit. They trashed their roadmap. Did they really?
2: Yeah, <laughs> just they, like, like that, they trashed
1: like- the roadmap of like they're going to make. They were like, you know, we're going to make all these like this, uh, like expansions and extra content. Like they trashed that the whole roadmap on on that shit and they're like yeah we're just you know we have to focus on the core gameplay elements and we don't really have anything to announce right now so we'll get back to you. you know what okay actually that might be a good thing uh and i'll tell you why it the engine that they're using to build anthem right is the same thing that they're using for the next dragon age cross yeah so if if the, so maybe core, they'll fix the frostbite engine turn off anthem and make right a good dragon age game well, i mean not necessarily turn off anthem but if they're not focusing if they're focusing their efforts towards making the core system better then they could theoretically release uh the next dragon age game which would have a better like it could you know fix a bunch of things that anthem did wrong that will make a better game there, which in turn will also make make it so Anthem is a lot better. And then they can focus on, you know, okay, now we'll, we'll bring out content for Anthem. Anthem, as they're bringing out content for Dragon Age, and it's an actually better experience than trying to focus on, like, let's bring content out without fixing the core system. And then they release Dragon Age, and Dragon Age is shit because the entire core is shit. I don't know. I'm looking at the upside. Okay, Looking at the the upside, maybe Dragon Age will be better.
0: So when uh, Anthem first came out, it was on immediately, like, what, three days later, it came out in EA Access Premiere. Because that's how I played it. Well, apparently it went to regular-ass EA Access, too.
1: Oh, like the $5 a month one? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, wow.
0: So that probably gave them a boost in population, regardless of whatever they're going to do.
1: Okay. Yeah, because if somebody already pays for... Yeah, I mean, you're War not for, losing out on anything. Yeah, for sure. But like, here's the and thing: it's though. a smart without, way to keep the game alive.
0: Yeah, without a robant, though, like between Borderlands Three, Destiny Two, and Warframe, they're gonna get fucking clobbered.
1: Yeah, totally. Well, they already got like, clobbered. Like, they're gonna get continue to get clobbered. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, I just feel like it's like in it's in it's in the death throes of. They're just going to say, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to keep working on it. Can keep working on it. And then just quietly, you'll hear a press release that they fired all the developers. <laughs> and, or we moved them to other projects. Even better. Maybe they'll get rid of Frostbite and they'll just maybe them working on the core system is them moving engines.
0: Yeah. Like, I don't oh, think any of response games use Frostbite. They all like, I know they use source. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And I think
0: Which, I think the Star Wars game uses Unreal. Let's look it up. I'm both curious. Of
1: those would be better
0: because the reason why EA pushed Frostbite so much is they want to have co- a cohesive engine throughout the entire organization.
1: Uh, and they wanted the money. They wanted the money. They didn't want to pay royalty fees. But they want to pay those royalty fees, man. I get it.
0: Yeah, it's on religion 4. fallen over. So respawn because they made the gold that was apex they can do whatever the fuck they want basically
1: mm-hmm. right i mean for all like for all we've been bagging on epic man the unreal engine yeah i'm there i've never trashed it ever Yep, it's good i've
0: only trashed their stupid policies and their anti-consumer stuff like yep never trashed the engine
1: so no, they made good shit until they decided to come out with a store yeah which as a side note you guys saw the other uh launcher that came out the rockstar launcher oh fucking yeah if you i don't know if the deal is still going on but if you uh if you make an account and sign up for the rockstar launcher you can get a copy of grand theft auto 5 for free so
0: i oh my god you know a lot of people are gonna hate me the last rockstar game i played was grand theft auto 3 and bully
1: I never played Bully. Grand Theft Auto 3 was fun. Grand Theft Auto 5 was pretty fun. In fact, and it still has a pretty big community playing it right now, like with the online. Is it good? Yeah, I I liked it a lot. I played. I mean, I haven't played it since it. When I played it around the time when it first came out, I played it on the PS3, and so that shows like how long ago it came out, right? But it was fun. I enjoyed <laughs> it. The last one I played was LA Noir. Yeah, I never played I didn't that one. Play that one either. I own it. I actually own I own Eleanor. Noire
0: Noir actually is a pretty good game. I also own Max Payne three and I've never played it. And I heard it wasn't that good. I played the first two, but
1: well, Max Payne's pretty fun. The third one. I don't know. One, I of, played one of the first I
0: played fun. the first two. I heard the yeah. third one is not that good. I bought it on sale because that was back when like Steam was brand
1: new and everything's like, oh, my God, Steam sale must buy. Everything's five bucks. Like, yeah, <laughs> back when the Steam sales were good. yeah Yeah. so yep.
0: what other dumpster fires you got
1: oh man there's just so many dumpster fires let me okay we're gonna go into the dumpster dumpster dumpsteriest fire of dumpster fires back in the day i think it was was it our second i think it was our second podcast or fifth or something yeah it It was really early you know I was trying new things and I tried out this cool new thing that was disrupting the industry called Movie Pass. And uh I think at the time I actually gave it a pretty like a pretty okay review because I was like, it works or
0: um Was it isn't it? we were talking about that in AMC Movie Pass? It was like a, a a battle.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've actually used both of them. AMC Movie Pass is good. Uh yeah. <clears throat> movie Pass. Um, I guess you know I gave it to glowing a review because a bunch of people started using it and they ran out of money, um, so they had to turn their service off a little bit, and then they then they started only giving people. Like, I'm going to botch some of the actual specific details, but it doesn't fucking matter. Okay, guys, know who you are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's then they're like, oh, you can only watch like three movies a week. And then, like, they started really going after the people who were being fraudulent and using three movies per week constantly. Um, and then they, uh, and then they ran out of money and they had to turn the service off for a little bit. And then they turned it back on. They're, oh, we got funding. Okay. And then, and then they had to turn it off again because they ran out of money again. Um, and so they've been on like a two-week hiatus, like the last like. Uh, Last month they were on like a kind of a two week hiatus as they're like, you know, fixing their services or whatever. They had like you know communication, and then they just they just came out that they're folding. And I lost my twenty bucks. Yep, shutting the service off completely. I mean, the company's still there. Uh, I still have twenty dollars worth of stock in there. Is it still worth twenty dollars? No, it's worth like four. OK,
0: I me- remember when we all bought it, but yep. it was like so low. I was like, what you could rebound. You never yeah. know. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's. um. It, so I guess they're, they're going to be trying to sell whatever assets are left. So, you know, Mitch's four dollars is up for sale now. I Mine too. Yeah both of your $8. I think you guys might be the I you might want to go to the shareholder meeting. I think you're the only ones left. <laughs> Somehow I ended up who with are a, these two fucking assholes who still own like, this shit. How they, who We are, have to send letters to them cuz we need their goddamn votes. Who to get is this get Mitch? Rid of this and thing. why does he have a controlling share in the company? Like what? Jesus, how did we let this happen? <laughs> who is this you're fucking me, Mitch? You told me the whole company is worth $8. <laughs> shit like this is my company now um, yeah so Mitch owns movie pass now <laughs> whatever the hell the parent company is called um, yeah um, I, I keep seeing these articles that talk about how disruptive MoviePass was and I like I have trouble agreeing with you know giving people away giving giving a product away for free as being disruptive like like of course like if you give something away for so cheap that is unprofitable of course people are going to buy it like,
0: were they trying to do the, like Amazon disruption thing where they just take a loss on something because they can?
1: Yeah, I mean. I think that was their that's goal. That's exactly what they were trying to do. They were hoping to get their subscriber base. Well, the biggest thing that they were trying to do was they were trying to get their subscriber base up and then go to these movie theaters and say, hey, we have all these subscribers, so why don't you give us like a good deal on tickets? And like AMC was like, fuck you, we're going to make our own movie pass. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and uh, AMC's is better because they actually just theirs is theirs is much more reasonable. It's just it's twenty dollars. You get to go three times a week, and you get discounts on popcorn shit. You go to the movies that much? I I mean I don't anymore, but right. at the time it was at the time it was uh, it was a pre- it's a pretty good deal. I, I would say the problem with any movie pass is that you run out of stuff to watch pretty quick. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, and most of the stuff you're watching is hot trash see anyway. That, well, yeah. I mean, you get through all the big blockbusters that came out, you know, in the last month or two, and then you're like, well, fuck. Like, I'm waiting. See, that's why I'm excited to see what happens, because uh, the Alamo Draft House is uh, beta testing right now, I think, and they're they're planning on releasing a subscription thing for their cinema. And... Yeah, that sounds right. Good. Like they have the big blockbusters, but they also do a lot of old movies. Right? You could go watch that be fun, like loose, have- or you can watch like yeah. whatever, you know. I think they have Casa Blanc and- or something. Yeah. Shit. Like, they do they do a bunch of old movies and they switch them out all the time and everything. So you're it's not just the ones that are in theater all the time. They have the big ones that are in theaters and then like during the week they go through and they do a bunch of other like random cool stuff and it changes all the time and so for me that makes more sense because then it's like oh i can i can go i can have a beer i can have dinner because it's an open it's a entire bar that they have there they serve food it's a good atmosphere i like the atmosphere and like that's that is more of a movie pass that or a subscription that i would buy over amc yeah I mean, you know, at the at the Alamo Draft House, what they need to really hook me with that is like an upgrade add-on that gives me like a free of those Irish cream shakes every fucking time I go to a oh, movie. God, God, those are so good. They're so good. Yeah. That uh that new <laughs> one, by the way, is opening Jason's Judging in Us in November. Ooh. Yeah.
0: No, I like the Alamo. I don't go enough to Yeah. I just don't.
1: I mean, you know, I think I think that the the idea of a pass to go to movies. So I, I will give movie pass credit. They did prove that a market exists for that. So if you want to call them disruptive based off of that, they proved that a market exists, but. Well, you they know didn't they all, all that they proved was that the movie theaters were missing yeah. an opportunity because the only people that I see now doing that are just like the movie theaters like, oh, we could figure out that cost model. And they just like. Yeah, they just do it right. But like a a third party vendor making something like that, just it it never really made sense, which was which was like showcased in the fact that before that holding company, like eight Helios, whatever company, right? That holding before they bought them, MoviePass existed for two years before that. And their price was like $40. Yeah, a that's month. like the other one. And they had like, yeah, and they had like 200,000 subscribers who were just happy to pay $40 a month. And they're like, you know what we're going to do? Drop the price down to essentially free. The very first thing that I spent that on, I was in Disneyland. And uh, I, at, next to Disneyland, we wanted a break. There's a movie theater there. I paid $10 for my movie pass and the ticket to the movie theater cost Dude, $14. That's so crazy because I was talking I with this friend money. the other
0: day. It's like I go to a lot of small time uh, music shows and the tickets there, are, you know, anywhere between 10 or 20 bucks. But I feel like I get more bang for my buck at a show than I do at a movie theater because then you're paying, like you're paying a $6 oh, yeah. drink where I'm getting like a, like I, that's how much I'm paying for my gin and tonic at this bar same as my
1: yeah i mean it's kind of it's kind of the thing like two hours of entertainment is gonna is approximately the same price unless there's something yeah. special right about it you know actually at a at a concert it's probably totally. it's about hours, four to five. If you if five count all the yeah four to five hours yeah if you count all like if the yeah well even the small time shows suck. usually have two people head yes. uh
0: opening for the main person so and then there's, they had a break and sound yeah. check and you get to chat with people hey, and
1: i'm all for the yeah yeah i'm all for the local shows man like you could you've found some like you find some cool bands that way sometimes especially like the ones yeah, that start you do it, but it's just like...
0: crazy like how how fucking expensive it is now to go to the movies and that's why everybody makes home theaters think yep. about it yep Nobody yeah, wants you can to go get a cool-ass anymore. projector. Don't you have a projector, Mitch? I do, and it's fucking probably better. <laughs> no,
1: no, oh, it's it, old.
0: It, it well, you know what I mean. You can, but yeah,
1: you we can. Get a you can invest projector.
0: in some pretty nice equipment now, and save money in the long term. Not going to movies.
1: Yeah, the only downside is then you don't get to see the big movies when they come out, and so. Like if you're yeah. not going to go to the theater or but whatever, you're, going, you're always but a year behind.
0: There's statistics that show that people are going to movie theaters less because they're only going for the blockbusters.
1: Yeah. Now. Which and is funny stick, because every Netflixing. time I, like every time I drive by a movie theater on the weekend, it's always still packed. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the weekends it's, Ain't you go on no a weeknight there. though, man. There's no, you know, it's, there. it's funny that no wonder, um, I wonder why movie theaters even stay open during the week. Like, do they do they really get enough business right. to to justify or do they not care because they get enough money over the weekends that it's like, eh, whatever? See, I wonder if it's one of those, because there's a lot of businesses, like a restaurant, for instance, if it's the same as like a restaurant, because it's, it's one of those businesses where it's like, if you start, if you're like, oh, well, I only get, you know, so many people and they come in between the hours of 12 to five. So I'm just going to stay open 12 to five. Well, people are like, oh, well, that restaurant isn't open. So they wouldn't come at 11 when they would have, you know, you miss all these people because they write off your business because it's not open a longer time. Yeah, but there's, I mean, there's plenty of, of, of restaurants that wonder if the, there's, there's a lot of restaurants way. that won't open until four, 5 p.m. Right. Most 4 p.m. Sushi places. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Most like dinner yeah. and then there's and other like restaurants. So that. that's kind of like the trend well, but it's in the not dinner too, Because dinner right? then you also have other restaurants that are do like breakfast brunch and they will only be open till two. Yeah. But if you're like, you know, it will take the breakfast place as a, as a good example of that if they're like, if they're like, well, I mean, you know, only only certain only we only get like. 10 tickets between the hours of 12 to 2. So let's just say open till 12. It's like you're, you're going to miss like, like you're missing more than just those sales by not having your business open because now you have those people that could have had a good experience and are going to recommend your business elsewhere. And like, you know, it's like, it's like the marketing kind of thing. That's probably. That'd be my postulation as to why the movie theaters stay open, even though there's no one going to. The I, I think that's a stretch, or maybe Ooh, they run yes, a crack house out of it. Maybe they just run a crack house. Maybe like in the back they're dealing fucking drugs, and they're just like, "Fuck, what is it? What are movies? And I you don't just have share. to know." What selling the drugs. popcorn. You have to know the code. You have to know when you go up <laughs> to the concession stand, you're not asking for a popcorn, you're asking for a grandma, and that's and that's ten grams. No, like you. You ask for the popcorn with two popcorn bowls. Right. I want the popcorn. Like, I'd like a popcorn with, with an extra bag, butter, please. please. And they're like, wink. Yeah. Then when I say butter, like I mean wink.
0: <laughs> <And> then- <laughs> <laughs> you say it really loud. Ah, you, get, you get tackled. Really like you fucked up. Really
1: mean. You fucked it
2: up. <laughs> you fucked up a ruined good thing it for everyone. <laughs> I'm sorry,
1: I'm blunt. You order the extra extra large
2: I, I soda if you want and heroin snaps. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Can you uh, supersize <laughs> me, please?
2: Yeah. Yep. That's that's probably what it is. They're probably just selling drugs.
1: I do wonder sometimes, actually, on the on the same vein as businesses being drug fronts. I actually like no joke. Like I drive by some business, I'm like, there's nobody yeah. ever there. Yeah. Probably. Is that are they just selling drugs? Or is it, are, are they, they like fut- like sell is is the owner selling drugs and then lo, uh laundering the money through that business They're like, like dispensaries
0: is that? so you don't even know about because like the weed business is huge now. Right. Like, There's like I think, we need, I I think good, we need to transition. We need to, need to real estate go find some growers and make TMJ
2: weed specifically for TMJ syndrome. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah good dude totally uh, yeah so yep. yeah movie pass sucks I'm out, I'm out 20 bucks and
1: they are out of business now man well so the good news is your money's still there because that you you bought stock in the holding company so they're gonna go and buy something else yep, and drive the, it into the, the ground the problem is their stock Price is so low that I can't do anything with it because That's true. There's, there's no more trading on that stock because it got devalued. I remember, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember the
0: day that we joked about it back when we filmed the, like that third episode. I went and bought it, and like the next day, Robin Hood's like, "You know, just FYI, you can't buy this anymore." Yep. Like, I got in like right before <laughs> I did do it. I was like, "Yeah, I'm rich."
1: Yep,
2: I'll be rich. It's
1: done. We'll just wait. It's like three years from now. You're gonna be fucking like balling out of control because like they somehow begged one other VC company to give them a cash infusion. Figured out how to make money off of like selling people, right? It's, it's brain like Bitcoin. No, they're shit. they're, they're gonna that, get
0: Epic Games. Oh yeah, the games is gonna buy. Ten
1: cent. Ten cent is going yep. to invest into movies. Like oh, there us. you go.
0: Epic Games is moving into the movie market. So he bought Movie Pass because it's only a dollar.
1: But you have to buy all of your movies through the Epic Games launcher and there's still no shopping cart.
0: So if you buy more than one movie, well, we bought- you get
1: banned for 24 hours for fraud. Tencent was blocked from buying Movie Pass because all the outstanding socks were sold except for the. Half of the share is owned by <laughs> yeah, I'll, Mitch. I'll I, uh,
0: I wanted to do a skit and I may still do it. Do it.
1: Stand up to China. I wanna do a
0: skit for the channel and I may still do it. But like if you ever look at Tim's like Tim Sweeney's Twitter, he thinks he's a fucking hero. Like he thinks he's like the hero of the game industry. He's like, I'm doing all of this for you. Yeah, I'm the best Epic Games. Like it just how it comes off to me like you how dare you it's all for you my
1: service isn't good enough fool like i don't know mm-hmm. he's like a he's like a, a yeah. super villain i don't know it's this is all for you <laughs> as he's like as he's like dropping yeah. you into the pot of boiling Are acid you not like warm enough? <laughs> you made me do this
2: <laughs> You've is it and so
1: in that pot. <laughs> Isn't this what you wanted?
2: <laughs> yeah. Microsoft made it so you can't only buy Outer Worlds on Epic. Fuck! How dare they? Yeah. Yep. It's like you never like. That's one thing though. Is
0: like you never saw Gabe like trashing people on Twitter. <laughs> he doesn't even talk. No. You have to email him to get him to talk to yeah. you. Gabe Newell or Gabe N at at Valve Software or something like that. I don't know. I just think it's funny. I just think he's an arrogant fool and he'll probably win. But it just, it's just like, dude, this guy is so fucking up his own ass. He smells his own farts. It's fucking crazy. And it's like, I kind of wish I kind of missed the days in the 90s where you didn't give a shit or hear about what a CEO had to say unless he was on the news or he or she. Yeah. Or
2: right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh.
1: Fucking Twitter, it man. sucks. There's there's way too many people that like the thing that drives me nuts about it is like the reporting on the news about what somebody yeah. said on Twitter. That's this motherfucker said crazy. shit. Like the new like like the moment I read a news story, I'm like, oh my god, this guy said this. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. What is that? And then I realize that the entire news story is based off of what someone fucking tweeted. I'm like,
0: God yeah. damn it.
1: They did it to The me only again. fun
0: part about that for someone like me is I don't know what Tim Sini Cine- like sounds like. I haven't li- watched the video, so I, I get to make up the voice in my head. That's 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 what I hear. That's is, true. He's the he's like Skeletor. <laughs> my is so
2: good.
0: Like that's what. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> so
1: <laughs> that's what goes We don't need a shopping cart.
2: You don't want forums and reviews. You sh- you should only be playing one game at a time. <laughs> you review a game, you got a Metacritic. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I yep. hopefully
0: our, our first video uh, podcast in a year has been a success, we're hoping. Praying. But now that we're back, yep. maybe we'll do a fancy After Effects logo like over here. Or if I'm over here, I don't know where I'm at. Right and here? It'll be like, it like like click. Here? It'll be like it the here? click subscribe and the here? bell thing. You've seen those before, right?
1: Oh, yeah, or where like they click, pop click. up.
0: Yeah, so yeah. you don't have to hear me
2: talking about it. Yeah. But if you're audio only, you should leave us a review on iTunes. Yeah. You should do that. And yep. uh, and uh, Stitcher. You leave I reviews
1: so. on Stitcher.
0: Um, but... If you if you uh you bought MoviePass stock
1: when it was really low, leave a comment. Yeah, tell us how many shares you're locked in at.
2: Yeah. Yep. And yeah. Cool. Next time.
1: Bye. Bye.